0: Frequency Cast Startup in progress
1: Hi and welcome to Frequency Cast The UK's digital TV and technology show At Frequency Cast It's our mission to keep you up to date With today's tech Answer your questions And keep you entertained along the way
0: Our shows are driven by your feedback You decide what we talk about And we'll do the rest Here's what we'll be looking at today In show 101
1: Smartwatches Time for a change, what's around the corner for TV technology, a new way to watch your content over the internet, budget customizable family phones, plus Powerline, Chromecast and Myth TV. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news.
2: Frequencycast,
0: now loading, news.
1: First up, has Facebook been toying with your emotions? It seems that in 2012, Facebook tried an experiment on nearly 700,000 users. Would showing negative posts make its users sad and change posting behaviour? It seems so. Next time you have a bad day, you can blame social media. Next, two mobile phone companies have announced that in the next couple of months, you'll be able to make voice calls and send text messages over Wi-Fi. Providers EE and 3 will soon allow you to use your mobile to make calls without the need to switch to a service such as Skype, when you have no mobile reception. It's expected that 3 will be the first to launch their 3-in-touch service and this will be free to all contract, SIM only and pay-as-you-go customers. Broadcaster UK TV, responsible for channels such as Gold, Dave and Watch, are set to launch their own video-on-demand service for their content. With UK TV Play, you'll be able to create your own channels and watch box sets. It's due to launch in the summer, initially on iOS, shortly followed by desktop computers and uView. Staying with TV, BT is finally able to offer multi-room for its digital TV service. With Extra Box, you can now get a second BT uView box. The cost for the box is £99, plus an additional £5 a month to watch Freeview and on-demand content from a second room. As a reminder, BT Sport is free, and at the time of recording you can get a £50 voucher for signing up to BT TV. See the link on our show notes. Next, Apple has announced an update to its OS. With iOS 8, expect the ability to add voice and video to your messages, better auto-complete from the keyboard, family sharing of music, photos and apps, plus a health app. iOS 8 is due out in the autumn. Not to be outdone, we now have details of Android OS 5 for smartphones and tablets. At the recent Google Developers Conference, details of Android L, nicknamed Lollipop, revealed that we can expect speed improvements, better battery saving and improved handling of notifications. Staying with Google, you can now buy prototypes of Google Glass in the UK. Priced at £1,000, there's already talk of banning these smart glasses from cinemas and exam centres. Shame. Next, some people have got far too much time on their hands. Someone has put Star Wars Episode 4 into alphabetical order. This 43 minute spectacular has a word count to identify the most common words. Here's a couple from J and K. Jedi, 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 Jedi,
3: Jedi, Kenobi, Kenobi. 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 Kenobi.
0: Kenobi. 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 Kenobi.
1: Kenobi. See the link on our show notes. And finally, have you ever dozed off in front of a movie? Engineers from the movie service Netflix have recently unveiled a hack that uses a Fitbit fitness tracker to detect when you've fallen asleep and set a marker in the film so you can resume where you left off. All they need to do now is tie it into home automation so it can dim the lights and put the cat out. Sweet dreams.
0: Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast. Now loading. Focus.
1: Show 101, Kelly. How are you feeling?
0: I'm not too bad. How are you?
1: Very good. Do you fancy a minty biscuit?
0: No, I'm going to actually go for the orange one and see if it's as bad as he says.
1: Yes, thank you for all of those that sent in a message about the minty biscuit from the last show. It was show 100. We thought we ought to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, we'll try and lay off the biscuits, shall we, Kelly?
0: Well, I definitely need to. It's bikini season, so they're out the house.
1: I still look pretty good in mine, though, don't I?
0: Uh, uh, That's all I'm going to say, folks. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Right, what are we going to talk about? We're not talking about wearing bikinis. We're talking about wearing smartphones today with the announcement of Android Wear. So, smart watches, Kelly, this is what it's all about. Would you wear a smart watch with your Android phone? No. I knew you were going to say that. Why not? They're great.
0: To be honest, I don't wear a watch anyway. So, it would be something I'd most likely forget. I forget to wear my fit bands. So... It's probably not going to happen for me, if I'm honest.
1: OK, but what about the rest of the world? Can you see the advantage of one of these things?
0: I can understand why you would quite like it. And why not? I mean, if you wear a watch on a daily basis, why not have one that does a lot more?
1: And that's exactly what is going on here. So at the moment, there's a race to bring these things out. We've had a few things such as the Pebble, that are these Kickstarter watches that are quite good. But really, the race is on to get a watch that looks a-stylish and B, that works well with all the tech. But the announcement we've had uh, just a couple of days before we recorded this from Google is of Android Wear. So you get away from the idea that a Samsung phone needs a Samsung watch, and it's any Android phone can work with any Android watch. That's gonna be the plan.
0: Well, I think it's about time, really. You don't wanna have-
1: About time, about about time.
0: time. Oh yeah, it was a pun and I didn't even realize. I do, I, I think there's no point limiting yourself to having to go with the same brand. I mean if you find you prefer the watch to the phone or vice versa then you kind of have got yourself in a pickle. This way you can use whatever you like whenever you like.
1: And you can use these a lot sooner than you think as well. There are two watches using Android Wear that will be out in the next well, a few days, actually, the the launch date here is shown as the 7th of July, so it may even be out by the time you're listening to this. And they're actually relatively reasonably priced. LG are bringing out their G-Watch, which is going to retail at around about £145. And Samsung have got the Gear Live, which is going to be around about £118. So it's not hideously ridiculous when you consider the tech in these.
0: Can you, when you have a new phone, reprogram it to a new phone?
1: Yes, you can, yeah.
0: Fantastic.
1: I guess a lot of this is going to depend on how useful they are. Now, traditionally, people have talked about you know answering phones and reading text messages on these things. And I kind of get that. But it's trying to work out what extra apps you can do. And that's really what's happening with Android Wear, is they're creating a platform that developers can come up with some weird and wonderful ideas on. For me, things like social media. I get a lot of tweets, Facebook messages and whatever else. It would be nice to just look at that on my watch without having to physically get the phone out of my pocket open it up, unlock with the little security code just to read that a friend of mine's had a cup of tea. If I can glance at my watch, so much the better.
0: One thing as well that I think it'd be really good for is if you are quite sporty and you're out and about quite a lot, it'd be quite easy to have a a quick nosy while you're running. It's very difficult to pull your phone out of a pocket or one of your armband kind of holder's
1: Well, that is the benefit. If you're a fitness freak and you do a lot of running with your smartphone, these are ideal. A, you can alter your music while you're running, if you want to change a different track on your playlist or whatever. But also, they're looking at integrating these with step counters, GPS for your your running tracking and whatever else. So you could glance at your watch and see what your pace is, see how far you've run, all that kind of stuff, without, as you say, having to take the armband off to actually have a proper look at the phone. So for fitness people and people out and about, brilliant, that solves a lot of problems.
0: Well, maybe I will get one then.
1: Tempting you now, aren't I?
0: You are. I kind of thought this might happen.
1: And one of the real selling points of this is the uh, voice control side of it, which has been something that hasn't traditionally worked terribly well or been talked about too much, but yet the idea that you can, like Google Glass that we played with at Gadget Show, you can speak to your watch and say, Hey, Google, play me a song, without physically having to get your phone out of your pocket.
0: But would it actually pick it up if you were out of breath?
1: There is a little bit of a problem with background noise. And some of these were looked at at a tech expo a few weeks ago. And the background noise is a problem. And you also look a bit of a prawn shouting into your watch. People think you've gone round the twist. But I can see a lot of potential here. And this is a very smart move from Google to try and get a common platform with this uh, Android Wear SDK. And really, I think they're going to beat Apple. We all know that Apple is out there busily producing the Apple iWatch, but this could kill the iWatch.
0: I think you're right, actually, and because it's so affordable and coming so soon, and it's only going to get better, I
1: guess. And opening it up to developers, people are going to come up with really wacky ideas on what to do with this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I think the future is actually looking pretty bright, finally, for these watches. Now we've done away with this proprietary Samsung for Samsung, iPhone for iPhone, all that kind of stuff. This could finally put us on the right track. And we could see our uh, prediction for the new year finally coming true. This could be the year of the smartwatch.
0: It could. Well, we'll have to wait and see.
1: Okay, Now, if we all had these smartwatches that we're uh, walking around with, one thing that's very handy is reading live messages and alerts. I sign up to the BBC. I get alerts from the BBC. I don't think you do on your smartphone, do you?
0: I hate my smartphone at the moment, so I haven't signed up to anything. It just clogs it up.
1: You loved your little phone. You, You had a BlackBerry when I first met you. You binned it reluctantly. You didn't want to shift. And then you said, oh, do you know what? I love my new... Samsung, it's a Samsung, isn't it, you've got? Yeah, it is. Which model have you got? The S3. And you loved it for about a week, I think, and then you've never been happy since, have you?
0: I don't even know if I liked it for a week. I think it was me just kind of putting up a front to you because I didn't get an iPhone.
1: That's an admission I didn't ever expect to hear from you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know, but honestly, it's given me so much grief a year later and I literally feel like throwing it through a window.
1: Well... I'm an iPhone person. You're currently an Android person, but it sounds like you're going to defect to somewhere else. And I've got the BBC News app on my phone. And uh, day before yesterday, sitting in the office doing some work, and it played this little jingle. Which means there's a news alert. And the news alert said, NYPD Twitter campaign backfires after hashtag hijacked. Push sucks, pull blows... Breaking news, no nudity in latest episode of Game of Thrones. More breaking news, I like testing. And about 30 seconds later, I got it again. As did several million people that use the BBC service. And somebody somewhere at BBC HQ pushed the wrong button.
0: Fantastic.
1: Now, if you'd got that on your watch while you were out running, that could have distracted you, couldn't it?
0: Yeah, I could have quite easily got run over, I think.
1: And is it a bit of a shock that there's no nudity in the next Game of Thrones?
0: I don't believe it. It would stop me in my tracks.
1: So you would need a news alert to tell you that. I would. There you go. So well done to the BBC. Apparently they weren't hacked. It was an accident and someone somewhere pushed the wrong button.
0: Oh, well, I'll definitely watch the next episode of Game of Thrones now then.
1: Okay. now will you be watching Game of Thrones on a 4K TV?
0: No, I don't have that much money.
1: You know, they're getting more and more affordable. 4K is the future. You may think HD is, you know, the biz But 4K is around the corner, as is some other rather clever tech. Things like curved TVs, where you get that kind of cinema curvy kind of thing going on. They're all very cool. Thinner, lighter, high res, 4K, and also a TV that you can watch and somebody sitting next to you can watch, but they can watch a different programme. How does that sound?
0: It sounds very interesting.
1: And we had a little look at some of this tech when we were up at Gadget Show Live. You really loved that, didn't you? A little theatre thing in the middle of Birmingham.
0: Oh, it was absolutely perfect. They set up like a mini cinema.
1: And after you've been walking around all day on your little tootsies, you put your feet up and had a little rest, didn't you? And you loved that.
0: And I thoroughly enjoyed watching the TV.
1: So let's find out what we discovered there. We spoke to Rita from TV manufacturers Finlux to find out more.
4: 4K is going to be the next big thing. It's now become very, very affordable in the UK.
1: Now, if I remember rightly, this has hit the Asian market a few years ago. It's slowly creeping into the UK. But I must say, these pictures are absolutely stunning. Kelly, some of the pictures we've just seen on these 4K TVs, you've got to admit, wipes the floor with HD, doesn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. To be honest, I can't even really tell the difference with the HD half the time. But this, it actually feels like I could walk straight into it.
1: It is pretty good. Admittedly, we're watching a massive screen. What's the uh, What size is this huge screen that we're looking at? The
4: size is 84-inch, um, so mega, mega size
1: that is pretty good and uh, compared with HD what sort of quality are we looking at?
4: So it's in layman's terms it's four times the resolution of full HD TVs so incredibly lifelike.
1: Now I have to say as far as I'm aware there isn't a huge amount of 4k TV content out there yet so presumably if you buy one of these are you limited to what you can watch at the moment?
4: You're really not going to be stuck. Admittedly, at the moment, there's very limited content, but we know for a fact that that is changing. Gradually, you're going to see more and more 4K content. I'm sure BBC, for example, are going to jump on board, but a lot of the other huge sort of um, big blockbusters are going to probably jump on board and produce much more content.
1: Well, it's got to happen. It certainly happened with HD, so I'm sure it's going to happen with 4K. And as far as prices go, what sort of price are we looking at to get into uh, 4K at home?
4: Okay, actually you can get a 50 inch for as little as three um, three grand, Um, even the 84 um, inches now are around 15 grand, so it's actually much more affordable than ever before.
1: And of course over time that's presumably going to come down as uh, more and more products come onto the market?
4: The price will definitely drop and you'll see the difference, but it is a product that's in demand so it's going to be mass produced.
1: 4K is the future. Having said that, the future could be what Kelly and I are looking at now. Now this seems to be, if I've got this right, the product that solves that problem of two people wanting to sit down next to each other on the sofa and watch different shows. You must have had that.
0: Oh, it's the story of my life, I'm telling you now. Uh, the amount of times that I sit at home and I end up having to watch football or rugby or motocross or God knows what else.
1: Now you see, if you and me got together, we'd be fine because you could just watch Star Trek all the time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd just be marvellous.
1: So help me out here then, we're looking at a single TV, are you really telling me that Kelly can watch The Great British Bake Off while I'm watching Star Trek?
4: Absolutely, Um, one of you will be wearing headphones of course, Um, that sort of deals with the sort of problem of sound, but literally one person can be watching the football for example while the other person could be watching a movie all on the same screen
1: is it dependent on the angle that you're sitting or is it some kind of glasses or how does that work then
4: you actually have to wear glasses um, so literally one of you will be seeing one thing and the person sitting next to you will be seeing something completely different
1: oh that is awesome and they're uh, standard glasses they're not these sort of ones that have batteries
4: they're passive so very comfortable and lightweight to wear
1: okay what's this technology called I've not come across this before
4: dual view technology
1: dual view that's got to be the future kelly do you reckon that's the future
4: oh 100 honestly it would make my life a lot easier
1: so this dual view technology is this something i can actually get now
4: no not quite yet but it is something that we hope to bring to the range very shortly
1: awesome i'm very 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 impressed if someone wants to find out more about this range just remind us of your uh, web address if you could
4: it's finluxdirect.com
1: excellent can i take this one away with me
4: Absolutely
1: not, Kelly. You get that end. I'll get this end.
4: All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll carry it out now.
1: Right. We were talking earlier about smartphones and how much you love your touchscreen Samsung.
0: Yes.
1: Would you trade it in for a first phone though? Open your hand. Uh, no. Just tell the uh, the dear listener what we've uh, what we're looking at here. When I just turn it on.
0: It almost looks like a child's toy. It's a necklace that's kind of got a small phone on there. It's got four contacts and simply has an answer and an end call button.
1: So it is the world's most simple phone. As you say, it's uh, very, very kiddie friendly. It comes on a lanyard so you can wear it. The aim of this is to give your kid, and as you see here, it's got a button that says Mum, a button that says Dad, Kate and Gran, and you press the button... And it will just do a voice call for you. But in the news for the last show, we talked about a little update to these, which is a Braille version. So you can get these customised to say mum and dad in Braille.
0: Yeah, I quite like that, to be honest. It's nice and simple. Phones, though, have Braille on, no?
1: They have a little dot on the five button on physical phones. But you look at a smartphone, of course, where it's a touch screen, yeah. No Braille, no buttons. And they're getting... Harder to find phones that actually have Braille on them. And we caught up with Ian from the company Phone that make these little phones.
3: Well, what these are are simple mobile phones. They have no texting, no internet. They are simply phones for calling, family members, mum, dad, sister, whoever, and that is it. You can receive calls from any number, but you can only make calls to the numbers that are programmed onto the phone. You can have anything from a two-button phone, four-button, eight-button or 12, depending on how many people you want the phone to call. So if we were looking at sort of a a basic end uh, top-up version, what sort of price are we looking at for these? Okay, well the handsets start at £40 and for top-up you can do 60 days, which is two months, 100 minutes of calls per month will cost you £10. Could this be used as sort of an emergency phone that maybe you keep in the glove box of your car? Of course it could for three hours charge will get you three days but you can also charge the phone and put it on shutdown mode and the battery will last and hold for up to a year. Ah so that's your glove box one isn't it you charge it up stick a tenner's worth of credit on it and you've got
1: your emergency oh I like that I like that and the designs you've obviously got pictures here of of, uh,
3: family members and whatever else can you upload your own pictures? Yes that's right you can upload your own pictures you can also choose any of our background designs from our website or upload your own such as a family pet or family pictures and that's all in the sort of 40 quid price that we were talking about that's right that's correct now obviously I can see a market for this being given to kids by parents has it got any other uses you can think of Yes, um, three-quarters of our market is actually aimed at seniors. That makes sense, actually, thinking about it. Yep, yeah, you've got someone who's maybe not uh, overly dexterous with their fingers or whatever else, the whole peace of mind thing. So if someone wants to order one of these, have you got a web address we can send them to? Yep, to go to our website, it's www.ownphone.com. Ownphone, spelled O-W-N-F-O-N-E. Okay,
1: just before we dive into Interaction, we are actually going to pull one of the questions from Interaction forward into our focus section. This one came from Harry. Normally it would be an Interaction, but we do need to talk about a product that might help out Harry. So can you just read his email for us?
0: He says, I'm thinking of purchasing a sling box for a holiday home in Spain. My question is this. Can we stream Sky HD to Spain, but also watch different programmes on Sky in the UK at the same time? i.e. if one of the children does not go on holiday?
1: Well, the short answer to Harry's question is no. What a slingbox does is it takes the output of your skybox and sends it over the internet to a remote location. If somebody changes the channel in the UK, that's what Spain will get. It can only do one thing at a time. However, there is a rather nice little product from a company called Simple TV that we saw at Gadget Show that could be the answer. And uh, here is David Burton from
2: Simple TV to explain a little more. Well, we're looking at basically the ability to send your Freeview TV around your home to any of your devices, so your iPad or your your Android tablet, etc., and also outside the home. So wherever you are in the world, as long as you've got an internet connection, you can stream live or watch your own recorded shows on, uh, on the device itself as well.
1: So let me just get this straight. If I look at my Apple TV, I plug that into telly and I can pull in external sources onto my TV. This is the other way around. The box is actually able to transmit the picture externally from its box.
2: Yes, yeah, so it's a media server in that respect. It sends it to AI, but it also is a, uh, what they call a DVR, so you can record that content. Uh, you know, choose so you can choose, choose to record a single show or a whole season, and then you've got that as long as you you want. You just put your hard drive in the back and and record away to your heart's content. Now, Kelly, this will solve the problem we had yesterday. We're in a hotel room overnight, not
1: the same hotel room, but uh, you know what I mean.
0: Yes, yes, I know what you mean.
1: <laughs> and we were limited to the uh, pay TV channels on the hotel room TV. Presumably, with this solution and the free Wi-Fi in the hotel, we could connect into our boxes at our own homes watch
2: what we recorded, or watch any Freeview channels. That's exactly it. In fact, if you happen to be on a plane, we also let you download before you go, so you can put all your content on there, so even if you're offline, you don't need to miss anything. And not in you, if you had four of the members of your family, or elsewhere in the world, they can also be watching content at the same time as well, not necessarily the same content you are.
1: Okay, well I can see an obvious solution here for expats, for instance, that uh, live in the UK, Uh, spend a lot of their time abroad Portugal wherever and they can't watch their telly is this solution something for them
2: it's perfect for them in fact a lot of people i've spoken to already said they want to send one home to mum wherever she may be so you know it's easy for mum to set up it's very simple to go and then that's it you start just bringing home tv to wherever you are
1: now we've seen a similar product, this is going back a few years now, called the uh, Slingbox, which uh, was an external box that would sort of sit next to, say, a Skybox or a Freeview PVR. This looks a bit more of an
2: elegant solution. Is it a cheaper one by any chance? It is about half the price of Slingbox, uh, and also, where's a little bit of technology, t- uh, tech revi- required in setting up a Slingbox, you literally just plug this into your wireless router and your aerial antenna, and that's it, you're away. Presumably, uh, does it integrate with smartphones, tablets? It does, both Android and iOS. We're also looking at the Chromecast devices to come out, that will be available shortly. And a bit longer term, uh, Xbox and uh, PS3 will also be able to play back your content. Okay,
1: and if you've got a a smart TV, one of these, say, Samsung ones with all the the apps built in, uh, is the the plan that you'll have an app that you can uh, integrate?
2: Exactly that. So if you want, so the whole idea really, eventually you won't need a special box. Our service would just be raised, available through those smart TVs too. Oh, I want one. When are they out? We're looking at summer, um, probably at August time, where we're going to be launching in the UK. Excellent. And uh, David, do you have a, a website we can direct people to? We do. If you just go to simple.tv, very simple. And it was a really nice little solution, wasn't it?
0: It was. Certainly something that I think a lot of people will be looking at.
1: For more details, see the notes up on our site.
4: Frequency now loading.
1: Interaction. OK, time to look at the postbag and see who's been in touch. The first one was John Brennan, and uh, you've done this gent a favour.
0: Have I now? John Brennan says, congratulations on your 100th show. I've been a regular listener since the 20s. I finally took my amateur radio foundation exam last year. Kelly's example gave me a great kickstart to have a go myself. Keep up the good work.
1: You're an ambassador for amateur radio, you know.
0: Oh, that makes me feel really good.
1: However, the uh, the next one is where you're going to, have to put your money where your mouth is. Uh, who's this one from?
0: Yes, this one's from you, DF5KV.
1: And of course, you know where that's from? Germany. Well done. Yeah. OK, so uh, what does he have to say?
0: He says, hi, Kelly, just recently become aware of your really interesting website and podcasts. As you are an amateur now, Kelly, please let me know when you intend to be QRV throughout the summer. So we could try and chat a little bit about frequency cast and perhaps some future technology aspects.
1: So, what you've now got to do is work out how to set up an antenna that will talk to uh, Germany. How do you fancy that little challenge?
0: Oh, I'm sure we can get round to that.
1: OK, we'll, we'll try and do that then. Kelly, what, uh, what band do you think might work best?
0: 40 metres.
1: Very good. Yeah, it'll probably work. OK, well, we'll try and sort that out. Also, on the subject of congratulating us for our 100th, hello to Brian Levitt. He's a dude, you know, he's our Brian.
0: Oh, hi, Brian.
1: The next one we've got in the post bag here is from Paul Orridge. What does he have to say?
0: He says, I've been having problems with my fibre internet, dropping speeds and losing wireless connection. We have a power line adapter and it works great. However, I've had Openreach out for the second time in a week and he said it's the power line that's causing the problem and that I should get a better set. Is this true?
1: Well OpenReach might be right on this occasion. I've used Powerline adapters in the past and they can be a little problematic. Basically they rely on your house's mains wiring to send data around to all the different rooms and it can be a little bit flaky especially if your home wiring isn't completely up to scratch. The easiest way to check is to connect your laptop or a smartphone to your router either via ethernet or wi-fi and when the... uh connection drops on your power line see if it's still right at the router that will prove whether it's a problem with the router itself or with the power line connectors if it is a problem with the power lines some adapters seem to be better than others and the newer ones that use better power line chips and hardware do seem to outperform some of the older models what we'd suggest you do is see the link on our show notes to a power line which one to buy guide that should put you in the right direction there Paul
0: the next one's from Trevor Hooker, he says, great offer to get money off a Chromecast, but do you know if Google have any plans for an Ethernet rather than a Wi-Fi variant? Having invested in power line adapters and an Ethernet switch to get internet access next to the TV, I am reluctant to go back to Wi-Fi, especially as Wi-Fi reception is a bit variable in the lounge.
1: So these Google Chromecast devices, they plug into the HDMI socket on your TV to basically turn your TV into a smart TV. And they do rely on Wi-Fi partly to connect to the internet so that you can watch things like Netflix and iPlayer but also so you can use your smartphone to take remote control of it. Using it through Ethernet, A it doesn't support it and B it wouldn't make the best use of the technology there. There are two solutions I can think of, one is to create a Wi-Fi access point either from a nearby computer sharing out the Wi-Fi or you can buy these little Wi-Fi boosters that effectively create a little Wi-Fi hotspot that you can use for Chromecast. The other thing is to go with something other than Chromecast, there are plenty of of google android tv boxes out there that do use ethernet so uh, you can get the same with a slightly different box that will make use of your home plugs to uh, get you internet on your tv and the last one there kelly i think this is a follow-up to a query we had two shows ago
0: this is from chris watson read George waterhouse's query in episode 99 about remotely controlling tvs around the world Switching inputs and streaming remote content. Myth TV will do all this and more.
1: Yeah, good suggestion. So this is the idea of being able to turn on and off TVs from around the world. He suggests using lirc send, as that will let you turn a TV on and off using infrared. It will also allow TV programs and recordings to be started and stopped using MythWeb. A lightweight front end can be built using an ION box with a USB TV tuner. There you go, George. Hopefully the suggestions in the last show and this one will send you on the right track. And do let us know how you get on.
0: Yeah, I'd be very interested to find out which solution works for you.
1: If you've got a question or a comment or you'd love to know something about either Kelly or I, you can get in touch with us. Please do. We'll answer all your questions honestly, won't we?
0: Oh, I'll try my best.
1: Well, you can leave us a voicemail message and we do like to hear your voice because we can put it out on the show. So uh, give us a call and leave us a message. The number is 0208
0: 133 4567.
1: Or if you want to use your smartphone to send us a text, the number is 07882 043
0: or, of course, you can email us via the contact us button on our site.
1: And, of course, you can also contact us via Twitter and Facebook.
0: Yes, or do send us a challenge. We haven't had a challenge in a while. That would be good.
1: Uh, yes, we haven't had a challenge for a while. What do you fancy R. Kelly doing?
0: I don't understand why it's always me, but I'd still be up for a challenge. Frequency cast, shutdown in progress.
1: Thanks for listening to today's FrequencyCast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to FrequencyCast.co.uk.
0: While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast.
1: Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends.